everyone. Welcome back to A Restless Soul. I'm your host, Liz. Today we have a solo episode and I'm going to share a new practice that I started at the beginning of 2024 that's keeping me clear on what my priorities and values are for this year. I've been talking to a couple of people and the general consensus that I'm getting is that people are not feeling like it's a new year just yet, which is totally fine. Time isn't real anyways, and we're all on our own unique timing and cycle. However, I have overall felt pretty fired up that we are in a new year, and I think that this is due to a few different things. So first, 2023 brought me so many positive changes, so I can't completely shit on the year, but it definitely was challenging in a lot of ways. By December, I was worn out, so I was ready to leave 2023 in the past and start over. It really felt like, okay, it's time for a fresh, clean slate. I want to leave behind a lot of the stress and instability that was part of the year, and there are also some relationship dynamics that were dragging me down that needed to be left in 2023. So I did have a lot of motivation to really declare the end of the year and to move forward in an intentional way. I usually do make a point to do some type of practice at the beginning of the year every year, and that's looked different every year. But the point is that there has always been some type of review of the previous year, looking into what went well, what could have went better, what took me by surprise, and then setting intentions for the new year. I've been consistent with this since 2013 or 2014. And this year, though, it looked a little different because I actually started this process in mid-December instead of waiting until like January 1st, which let's be real, that day is usually a throwaway anyways. So a lot of the time it was more like January 4th, January 5th, you get the drift. And I can't take credit for starting this in December, but it was actually genius and a big reason why I think I feel so clear, refreshed, and ready to go in 2024. So I did this through a group that Leo Max held and led us through. He was on last week's episode. He's amazing. I highly recommend checking out the episode and his work if you haven't already. But one of the exercises that we did that I found really enlightening was a twist on something very common. Many of you may be familiar with a concept called the wheel of life. Basically what it is, is it's an image of a wheel that's broken into different categories like family, friends, career, fun, etc. And then you rank each area by your satisfaction in that area, marking a dot either closer to the center, which would mean this is a lower ranking or closer to the edge of the circle, which would indicate a higher ranking. Then you connect the dots together to make a wheel. If the wheel is wonky, that shows there is some imbalance in your life and it gives you a visual of where you may want to focus your attention. I'll link a resource to this in the show notes if anyone is interested. But what we did in Leo's group was we took this further. One thing we did was we ranked each category not by satisfaction, but by how important it is to us at this time. Remember, our priorities shift and change over time, so I think it's a good idea to check on this regularly. But this is where it got interesting for me personally. 
And I do recommend that you guys give it a try. So the 10 categories are, and just side note, different wheels online may vary slightly with what they call each category. But the 10 categories that we did were money and finance, career and work, health and fitness, fun and recreation, but I had it as fun and creation. And I've decided that that wasn't an accident. So I'm personally going to keep it as fun and creation. Next was environment, community, family and friends, partner and love, growth and learning and spirituality. So that was the 10 categories. The main takeaway that I had is I spent a great deal of 2023 worrying about and stressing about money. And then I had a few months at the beginning of the year where I was putting all this pressure on myself to go balls to the wall with the spiritual business. But what was so interesting is that money and finance And then career and work were at the bottom of my list of what I care about. So that was 100% my ego, my conditioning, all the things I see online, essentially me comparing myself to others that made me stressed about these things that went at the core. They don't even really matter to me right now. It doesn't mean that forever these things will be a low priority, but right now there are other things in my life that are more important to me. So I think this was a really great realization to have. I mean, I always felt this intuitively, but to see it laid out in this structure, it really did click something. So after I had that realization, I decided to put a note in my phone with my top five so that I could have a reminder to stay focused on what really matters to me for this year. I felt stretched thin a lot last year, and that's not something I'm looking to repeat again. So my top five were number one, growth and learning, number two, environment, three, family and friends, four, fun and creation, five, health and fitness. This also helped me see clearly where I was aligned last year and where I wasn't. I did a ton of travel. I grew a lot, so that was great. Environment was funny to me that that was highly ranked because I gave up my perfect, cozy, high-vibe apartment because it was time. But environment, when you're doing the nomad thing, can really get overlooked. It's actually crazy that I haven't had a place of my own in nine months. So yes, sacrifices were made and it has been worth it to be able to work part-time and travel more, but I also can't make this sacrifice forever. Having environment rank number two on my list made it very clear that this is something I need to focus on more this year. So for some examples, like if I need to spend more money to stay in a nicer place, or if I'm over staying with family or friends, then I need to go get a hotel or Airbnb for a bit until I'm back to my baseline. Even just as the year started, I mean, we're still in January, but knowing this and seeing this realization at the beginning of the month, I've been turning down invitations that aren't a 100% hell yes, just to make sure that I have the space and resources to continue to make my environment a priority. Having this note and reminder where I can see it is extra justification when I need to do what's best for me. Even if that means I'm saying no to a trip, dinner, a wedding, a friend wanting me to sleep over, my mom trying to have a talk with me at 11 p.m. at night when I'm trying to wind down and I want to feel zen. All these little things add up and yeah, having this at number two, but realizing that the satisfaction was not super high up 
as far as environment goes, it was just a reality check. And I'm glad that I did this. So the next thing that I did was under each of the five categories, I put in ways that I can nurture this category more. So it's essentially just bullet points under the category that are personalized. And I find that this has been helpful to keep me focused. And I'm now less likely to give something a try that I don't really need to be trying right now. I'll give you a few examples. So for growth, I put to keep traveling and investing my time and money into therapy or healers that will help me grow as a person versus taking a bunch of launch your side business courses, which that can be tempting to do. I think like We're always being fed, take this course, work with this person, this business coach, and all of that. And I've had a couple moments this year already where I'm like, oh, maybe I should sign up for this. And going back to this list has kept me in check. Like, bitch, actually, no, you don't need to be doing that right now because I'm still very much in my travel era. And I just know that if I put too much focus into the spiritual business right now, I'm not going to have that free space to enjoy the travel because at the end of the day, I have to be realistic with my situation. I still have my lawyer job. I still have family and friends. I still have other things going on. And it doesn't mean that the the spiritual business isn't important to me. It's just me getting really clear on how much time, resources, energy, all of that I'm willing to put into each bucket right now. I think we do have to accept that we can't have everything at once. We can have a few things happen and in that time still plant seeds for other things to come to us in the future. But if you have every single seed bloom at once, how can you enjoy that season? I'm going to touch more on this later, but really for anyone out there who's feeling like they have to be everything and check off all the boxes right this second, this is a general reminder that no, you don't. For family and friends, I put spending time with my core people. I know how I feel internally when I need to make the time. Like that's the literal note. I know how I feel when I need to make the time. So I don't think I need to elaborate on that. That's just my reminder of spending time with my people is really important. And it's not something that I can sacrifice or scrimp on. Another thing that I realized too was that There were years in the past where I invested a lot of time and money into developing the skills that I use with my clients. That was a priority back then, and I went all in. But I also am at a place now, too, where I know what I'm doing, and I don't need to be stuck in a cycle of always needing to learn something new and always needing to buy something new and do something new. I know what I'm doing with clients when I'm one-on-one with a client, I know what I'm doing. And I had to come to that acceptance and realize that it's not as important right now for me to be taking all these courses related to the skill sets that I use in this business. So these are examples of some of the hard conversations that we have to have with ourselves to get to a place where we're owning our shit. Like, asking what am I doing because my ego thinks I have to be doing it and what am I doing because I actually value doing it right now. Once you know this and start to clear up these discrepancies, you feel so much more at peace with where you're at 
It doesn't mean that you don't have dreams or hopes or want more for yourself in the future, but when we can come to a place where we feel good about ourselves and how we're conducting our lives, it makes you so much more magnetic than when we're in a place of pushing and hustling and trying to make all the things happen. So I love this practice because it's just real. For 99% of us, it's not realistic that we can give 100% to every single one of these categories in a given year. Okay, so like now that we have that hard truth out of the way, what do we do about it to make the most of our energy and resources? I think the practice makes it clear. And also, I just want to say, please avoid thinking, okay, well, if love and career are at the bottom, that means I'm never going to have those things, so I can't put them at the bottom. Okay, our priorities change. In three to six months, this list may look drastically different, especially if you focus on one or two categories and get them to a place you're happy with them, then it's okay to let them fall down the list. The foundations you create within yourself will always be part of you. So I'll use myself as another example. Spirituality isn't on my top five because it's so ingrained in me after all these years of going on this deep spiritual journey. I don't need to train myself or hold myself accountable to honor it. It comes so naturally to me now. When I have an incredible home again on my own, I won't have to be so vigilant about my environment and taking note of the environments that I'm spending time in. So please just use this as a reminder that it's okay to change. We're actually supposed to change and priorities are meant to ebb and flow plan to use this list for 2024, but of course, I know that halfway through the year, I may want to revisit this and things may change. I also did want to infuse some human design into this, of course, but these are also very blanket statements, so please do whatever feels good to you. But as you guys know by now, I'm a generator, and I think having a top five for generators to focus on, that feels supportive. But for our non-energy beings, I think maybe only focusing on three categories would be more effective and grounding than having five. Five may lead you guys to burnout or feeling more scattered, but again, use your own strategy and authority to determine that. That was just an idea that I had. That would apply to manifestors, reflectors, and projectors. And for our manifesting generators, what I'm feeling is that you guys could even have up to all 10 in your list if you want. But make sure if you do that to take the time to create bullet points under each category as to how you plan to nourish each category. And then you can spend a year or life cycle bopping back and forth through all of them, but with a bit more clarity and focus as to how you want to use your energy for each category. This exercise is also a great example of something that we could really go in on in coaching sessions. If that feels like something you might be interested in, something you need some extra support with, I am revising my coaching packages that should come out in March, but if you're ready now, you can always book a 15-minute consult call to discuss that more. And I just also wanted to add that this may be my last episode for a bit. I do want to take some time to create a course since creating is part of my top five. And I want to make sure that I have some space to do that. I'll keep you guys posted, of course, and I may sprinkle in a solo episode here and there. As you know, by now, everything is flowing 
I don't really set any strict rules or timelines or deadlines or anything like that for this podcast. But the last time I took a break was for about two months. And that amount of time felt good. I definitely don't expect a break to go on any longer than that. Make sure that you're subscribed to my newsletter. There's a link in the show notes that's called Connect with Liz. There's my link tree that should take you to anything that you need. So yes, if you're on the email list, you'll get an email once the podcast's back. I also post when new episodes come out on Instagram. You can follow me on Liz Mitchell underscore underscore. And finally, if you haven't already, I'd appreciate it if you liked, followed, subscribed, anything like that to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm so excited for us all to have a happy, aligned, and productive 2024.